Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh! Run. Two on one. Green the finish. Wow, the alley Turned the corner. Inside! He made Yusuf Nurkic a screensaver. Here comes Murray. Alley up to Gordon. Oh, what a play! Joined now by Shamit Dua of the In The Know Substack and In The Know Podcast. Make sure to go check out all of his New Orleans Pelicans coverage as he does a great job over there. And covering for the alley-oop. Really appreciate you stopping by, Shamit. We're doing this for the new year, so happy new year to everybody. And, and let's make 2024 great. Uh, let's make 2024 great for the Pelicans, man. This is uh, this could be an opportunity, getting healthy and 15 and 8 since the the five game losing streak that was mired with injuries. Uh 19 and 14 record overall. What are, what are you learning about the Pelicans during the stretch? Yeah, you know, I think last we talked, uh they were kind of struggling to find themselves a bit, but it was more of a hey, we need them to hold on until the cavalry arrives and the cavalry has arrived in in a big way and the Pelicans have been largely successful uh in the meantime, I know there's been a, a few high-profile losses that have uh, led to some existential questions, most notably losing in the semifinals uh, of the IST to the Los Angeles Lakers. That was a pretty embarrassing loss on national television with how it went down and kind of the fanfare around it uh, and the conversation it, it generated r- regarding Zion, which I thought was uh, – I thought – it started off in a good place with with, with Shaquille O'Neal and, and Charles Barkley commenting uh, the, the way they commented, and I think it spiraled completely out of control uh, with Stephen A. Smith leading leading the way. Um, but the Pelicans, you know, as as you mentioned, you know, they have a winning record. They are um, a pretty solid team. Like they're a good team. I think there's just uh, questions about how they execute in crunch time. I, I believe they lead the league in double digit leads blown uh if if not their top 3 in in, in that wow. metric uh hmm. they are not very good in crunch time situations they have one of the worst offensive ratings in in those situations and so there's uh things they need to clean up despite being a, a solid team all around yeah a lot of the numbers will say solid team all around and and they've improved obviously since getting some uh, reserves back since getting guys back in, into the lineup 19 and 14 record, eighth in net rating, 15th in offense, eighth in defense. So you can see, especially like with the, the regular season, kind of the first 45 minutes or so of the game, that the offense is pretty good. It's pretty solid. There's, there's like, you know what you're going to get from Zion. You know what you're going to get from Brandon Ingram in those situations. And CJ McCollum helps out a little bit. Um, but the the crunch time might be a problem, and it might be a problem in a playoff situation as well. So I'm I'm curious to see how that evolves and if that's something that they can figure out over time. Uh, is there something else that's important that national folks are kind of missing that local folks have really kind of tapped into over the course of this stretch? Yeah. So uh, you know, credit to Zach Lowe. He he picked up on the crunch time offense stuff. He wrote about it um, this this past week. Uh, I, I think it flows. Uh, into what I believe has been a reluctance from the coaching staff um, to play their shooting lineups or shooting heavy lineups together more often uh, to prioritize shooting. I think this has been a three-year pattern since Willie Green has uh, been a part of the Pelicans. He will prioritize defense over shooting. Um, And 
you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I wonder if it's unfair to paint it that way. Cause like, I think if he had like elite defenders who were also elite shooters, he would happily put those guys on the, on the court. Right. But like when it comes to, you know, would he rather play a B plus defender or an A shooter? I think he plays the B plus defender. Um, and, 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 and that's kind of been the equation for, for this coaching staff for the last three years. And I think it's a little short-sighted. Um, obviously they're eighth in defense and, and that's important, but ironically what they've shown is they can build a good defense just about a, like out of any kind of personnel that they've put out there. They've had, uh, one of the most changing lineups, um, since Willie Green has gotten here with the number of injuries they've had, right. With, with Zion sure. missing time with Brandon Ingram missing time with CJ, uh, you know, being traded uh, into the, into the team, but also missing time. The only person that really hasn't missed time is, is Jonas Valanciunas. Um, and and yet, no matter what configuration they throw out there, they have shown that they can consistently defend in the half court setting. Where they get in trouble is when they start turning the ball over, and and I think that's any team, right? You know, when you start turning the sure. ball over, it's really difficult to defend in, in in transition. And so, a lot of their defensive issues, when they do end up having them, are offense related. They're not scoring. They're turning the ball over. Um, you know, it's 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 missed missed shots leading to runouts on the other end, that kind of stuff. And so I would really like there to be a focus on fixing, fixing the offense that you, like you mentioned, they're, they're 15th. Uh, yeah. However, with the personnel they have, they should be way better than 15th, right? Uh, yeah, in, in my opinion. No, I, I agree. There's so much talent on this group and you see it when guys go in and out of the lineup that you have opportunities for Jordan Hawkins and Matt Ryan and, Jose Alvarado's come back. Trey Murphy, we know, is a stud. Like he's amazing. Uh, then Larry Nance Jr. is somebody who I think the national like folks have barely talked about, but he's been an important member of the New Orleans Pelicans roster for the last few years. So I think that there is some stuff there, but I also think we should probably zero in on the starting lineup. You've mentioned this online, and I've I did some prior research. I didn't even see your tweets until like until after I researched this. CJ, Herb, Zion, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas. They've like Valanciunas has played every single game, which is great. Other guys have been in and out. Minus 7.2 net rating and 421 possessions on cleaning the glass. That is not good. And kind of crazy for a team when you put your best five out there. How hot is the temperature on changing that group? And, and what would you change if you could? The, in my opinion, the temperature is not hot enough. That that hmm. starting group has been negative the whole season. Uh, there, there's only been four instances in which they have outscored uh, whoever's out in front of them. Four, only four, and those four instances were twice against San Antonio, which is just a terrible team. Um, once against Philadelphia, who was missing Embiid that night. So again, okay. a terrible team without without Embiid, and once against Minnesota, who was missing uh, Anthony Edwards. So it's okay. just like. Yeah. You know, the la- last night, New Year's Eve, they played the Lakers. They had a wonderful game. They, you know, kind of ran them out the building. CJ McCollum was going bananas from, from three, right? Despite that level of shot making and that level of offense, that starting lineup for once was good offensively. They, they had 129 offensive rating. Their defensive rating was 132. They still got outscored. So it's just like even when things were going well, they managed to get themselves outscored. And, and and this is a lineup where people constantly argue, in my opinion, what needs to change is, is, is Herb Jones needs to be replaced with, with Trey Murphy. They need to lean into the shooting. They need to lean into the spacing for their main guys. And 
They need to focus on being an offensive first team with that particular unit. They have enough defenders to kind of balance it out over the course of 48 minutes. But with that particular unit, they need to focus on on their, their strengths, which is offense. And I think they'll be able to defend adequately when, when they're playing more half-court defense because right now that unit has a defensive rating of 118. Yeah. So, like, everyone tells me you need Herb Jones in there for defense. You need him in there. You need him in there. You need him in there. And, look, I love Herb Jones. I've loved him since the draft. But it's doing him no favors in being in that lineup where he's continually asked to just chuck up threes because the other guys don't uh, and they need the spacing. And and then, you know, because there is no spacing, there's more turnovers and more missed shots and more people in the paint and at the rim that prevent, you know, Zion and B.I. from getting to the spots they want to. And the defense is simply not carrying over. We are running into the second year in a row where the Pelicans are better on defense when Herb Jones sits. That should not be the case. And and to me, that's not an indictment of Herb Jones and his defensive impact. It's an indictment of the lineup construction. It's an indictment. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree with that just based off of like the outside perspective where you, you have Zion, who is a, a challenged defender at times. You have Jonas Valanciunas, who's just like, he's a big center. He's a big body. He's going to get cooked in space at times. That's like, we know that from Jokic like that. And you can still win a championship that way, but you have to have the right context and you have to play the right lineups. And like I, I also see CJ as as one of those weaknesses too. I'm sure that you you've seen that, and, and like it's not like like Brandon Ingram is not the perfect defender either by any stretch. So there are reasons for that, and like it comes down to ceiling. It comes down, in, in my opinion, to like what is the best way to maximize your group. What's the best way to make the best of the situation that you have? And I do agree that Trey Murphy's awesome, and he would be a great option for that. And it just makes sense, I think, logically. Because I see that's where the direction of the team is likely to go. And like he's just the right ideal person to provide the right spacing and, and win the minutes. Like that's all you should be trying to do is win the minutes. And if you're not winning the minutes, then that's a like that's an indictment. Yeah, it's really all it comes down to is is those those first six minutes of the game, first six minutes of, of coming out of halftime. And those first six minutes of coming out of the halftime are where they are especially bad. I had this stat real quick. Give me give me one second here and I will pull it up. Um they their net rating in the second half, that particular lineup is here we go, it's running. It's running. I guess it's deciding not to run. <laughs> um but it's 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 to the tune of like minus eighteen. Like it is oh. it is absurd how bad that lineup is in, in the second half of games, and it's mostly because teams come out of the locker room. They're like, you know what? There are Z- There's one capable shooter in, in that lineup, and that's CJ McCollum. And I'm not counting Brandon Ingram as a capable shooter because he doesn't shoot them, right? If he was a willing shooter, I would count him as a capable one. So I think there's a difference, right? There's one capable shooter, and that's CJ McCollum. So they come out of halftime. Every every coach is like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's make Herb Jones beat us. Let's make... Uh, let's make let's 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 JV shoot threes, right? And and so they just stand in the paint. They often run zone, which the zone preplexes the team. I, I don't want to say it preplexes them. There's just not enough spacing for the Pelicans to really do much uh, against the zone. Sometimes they they get going. You know, sometimes they're able to shred. But like it really depends on if CJ's hitting those outside shots and they're able to find him on on a routine basis. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean like it's 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 tough. Uh, they're one of the worst second half lineups in the league period um and and i think they need to embrace the change here and and if if the complaint is oh well that puts too many of our defenders on the bench and we can't balance the bench 
that's the job for the front office to fix. Go trade some of those guys, <laughs> right? But also, I, like, I think I think I think they can layer in the offense. Jordan Hawkins is great. I, I've watched him and Matt Ryan. He's out of the rotation. Yeah, like he's not playing. Uh, that's and that's completely out of the rotation. They sent him to the G League. They had to bring him back because Trey Murphy was experiencing knee soreness, which is you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to say it's a long-term concern. It's just residuals of, of coming back from, from surgery. You're going to have some sure. of those days. But, like, you know, Hawkins is out of the rotation. And to what end? Right? That's a guy you're going to need in the playoffs. That's a guy that you're going to need next to your best players. So, like, you know, I, I like how Denver did it uh, with, with Christian Braun. Like, like, last, like, last year, Braun, those minutes weren't great. Like, if I remember correctly, like, they were losing the Braun minutes. But they were like, you know what, we're, we're, we're okay. Like, this is an investment. We're going right. to, we're going to, you know, that, that's something we can accept to lose. And, and to be fair, it's a lot easier to accept loss in those minutes when you have the best player in the world, because he's going to win every other, all the other minutes. Right. True. And, and, and that drives the conversation back to the Pelican stars and the starting unit. And I think if you are able to build a good starting unit that maximizes those stars, you're going to have more opportunities to experiment with guys like Jordan Hopkins. Right. But if you're continually putting out a lineup in the first six minutes of the, the half, on the first six minutes of the, the second half, they're losing those minutes. You're not going to want to experiment in the second and third, uh, uh, second and fourth quarters because you're desperately trying to win those minutes back. And 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 so it's just like, I don't know. It, it's a it's a problem that they need to solve yesterday, uh, and and it should be louder. And I feel like I am the only person uh, in the New Orleans media sphere that is like concerned about this or even talking about this. Um, but yeah, you know. Uh, they're lucky I'm on crutches and I'm not in those press rooms because I'd be asking the questions. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, man. It's uh, <laughs> that could be a frustrating one for sure. Uh, no, I, I wonder if it's just everybody's. Hey, we're, we're happy that we're whole now. We're happy that we're good. We're happy that we're going in the the right general direction, even if there is some micromanaging that probably needs to happen in order to maximize what's going on. I can understand that too, uh, but I also I I know why this is an important time for this because. The expiration date's kind of on the the Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum trio. That's kind of like reaching its point at, at this stage where you're you're wanting to see what this team does in the playoffs, and then you're probably making some big decisions after that. So I can understand why you, you got to figure some stuff out and you want to maximize as much as you can. Um, can you imagine you, like ending this era without surrounding them with as much shooting as possible? Like I, I would go crazy if if that is what ended up happening. And, and I think there's a non-zero chance where we're, we do you know hit the end of the season and they never just they never bother to make those changes. And you're like, all right, cool, we're going in a different direction. That just be terrible. By the way, those stats updated. They are minus twenty point three in the second half. Uh, 105 offensive rating, which is puke worthy. But what is more vomit inducing is 125.3 defensive rating in second half. So like they're yeah. just bad. That, that's a bad, bad, bad lineup. It's not even like, oh, uh, you know, they're about net neutral. No, they're just horrifyingly bad. So it's like, just, just move on. Yeah. To me, that's an energy thing too. I wonder if they just don't necessarily believe in that group. Dom, like being good in those minutes, especially on the defensive end. I'm not sure. I think it's coaching. Sure <laughs> Man, um, <laughs> last thing I got for you, team, uh, they've showed that they could be good. I'm not sure if they've shown they can be great. I'm not sure if that's the goal even this year, because based off of where we're kind of having those conversations, it was about putting Zion into a good place to succeed, putting Brandon Ingram in a good place to succeed and kind of seeing where it goes from there. Uh, do you think that this is something that they could try to address at the trade deadline? Just 
making a big move and trying to push all in and, and attack what is kind of a a slightly weaker Western conference than I think a lot of people expected, maybe a more open Western conference than a lot of people expected. I think I lost you. Um, but re- with regards to if they're going to go all stuff. in. Yeah, just like well, yeah, they, if, you with think regards to if they're going to go all in. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say they, they're going to go all in. I, I don't think they've ever had the gusto uh, to make that kind of a move. I do think they are happy to shuffle around pieces. And the one the one name that keeps popping up, the one that I feel like they're going to continue to pursue is, is Jared Allen. So like, I feel like the JV, Jared Allen, you know, plus salary assets, whatever, something around there is going to change and turn into a Jared Allen or Jared Allen style of player. Um, and I hope because, you know, there's a more mobile big that allows them to be more comfortable with starting Trey Murphy in the starting lineup because you have your defender in the lineup now. But, you know, it's 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 a little bit, yeah, I, I would shudder at the thought of spacing with Herb Jones and Jared Allen and Zion and, and uh, B.I. out there. But I know Willie Green will try. I know he will. I, I, I know he will. Um, Just got to make sure yeah, it I doesn't mean, work, you know? Just got to make sure. <laughs> yeah. So I don't count that as an all-in trade. I count that as a, hey, JV is a very good player. He's a 31-year-old expiring. We need to kind of set ourselves up for the future. Um, let's go get someone that's under contract for a few years. So that's just a, hey, this makes sense type of move, not a we're going all-in type of move. I, I, I can't anticipate them doing that. Uh, the guy that I'm pushing for is Trey Young, right? That's that's my personal agenda. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's going to be available at the deadline. I would be shocked if the Hawks kind of blow it up at this deadline. But I wouldn't be shocked if they decided to blow it up this summer. So it's like... Put yourself in a position. You get Jared Allen now. Ooh, what's Ooh. a really good guard to pair with him? Mm, I think Trey, Trey, Trey Young's a really good guard to pair with him down the line. So that's that's how I'm thinking. You know, not bad, not bad. That seems uh, like if you if you don't give up Brandon Ingram and Zion, if you I mean, you probably have to give up Trey Murphy. But I mean, maybe you don't. They've, they've got so many wings that they don't know what to do with. So maybe they have maybe. so many picks. That's all I yeah, gotta say. Like, Dyson Daniels. There's 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 some stuff there. There's some interesting stuff there. I'd be I mean I'm sure Jordan Hawkins, sure. the guy who's not in the rotation. <laughs> hey, uh, you gotta maximize. For, you gotta do what you gotta do. So for inexplicable uh, well, reasons, yeah. Yeah, well, we will see. I, I'm still like look, this team, they have exceeded my own personal expectations that I set in the preseason. I didn't think that they would be this good at this point, and they've they've survived and they've thrived over the course of these last I wanna say twenty-three games or so. There are some things that can can see whether they improve or not, but I'm looking forward to seeing whether they can. So, should be fun. He is Shamit Dua of the In The No Substack and In The No Pod. Thank you so much for hopping on, man. Really appreciate it. We'll chat uh, just after the deadline, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.